I mean, I've been there since day one. Like I lived the first two years, I worked by myself. And now I'm still there five days a week and people like the fact that I'm there. Some guy came in today and was like, I remember when you were at the flea market and you just had one rack. And I'm like, that's amazing that you're still coming to me. Hi, my name is Ellie Cody and this is Manhattan Sideways. On this episode, we spoke with Mike Spitz of Mr. Throwback. Here's what Betsy Boger-Pallavi, founder of Manhattan Sideways, had to say about this business. When I first began my journey of walking on the side streets, Mr. Throwback on East 9th was one of my first stops. And it was such a wonderful, nostalgic step back in time because he had everything in there that my son loved and collected and that I, of course, as his mom, held on to for him, especially all of his sneakers. Uh, Mr. Throwback, he will tell you all about what he has in his shop but it's an adventure and it was so fun for me and I couldn't wait for my own son to get there and I can't wait for your children to get there as well. Children who are in their 20s and 30s, that is. Full name, Michael William Spitz. I work at Mr. Throwback, the store that I created on 9th Street between 1st and Avenue A. All right, so I know a little bit about your business, and I feel like you are such a good example of someone who just followed their passion and just went with it. Can you tell me about how you started Mr. Throwback? Sure, absolutely. Basically, 2005, got home from college, found a Sean Kemp Sonics jersey, put it on. I'm like, wow, this actually fits me still from when I was at sleepaway camp in 1992. So I was like, where can I get more of this stuff? So that night, actually, I came across eBay, and basically, I was like, what is this? This is crazy. You know, I typed in, like, NBA champion jerseys, and, like, so much came up. And I was like, wow, people are selling this stuff for so cheap. Why don't I buy it, and then maybe I could resell it? So basically, I bought under one account, okay. and then when I got it, I literally put it on another account. You flipped it. I basically flipped it. Fast forward to about 2012, I was in Brooklyn at a flea market called the Brooklyn Flea which is in 2012 was like, for me, it was like, whoa. I was like mind blown <laughs> that people are actually selling clothes versus like cheap shit at a flea market. Yeah. Like all this antique crap that no one wants. And like my, da when my dad came with me. He's like, why do people want this crap? I have so much of this in my basement. But that's what it was. Um, but I was like blown away by people selling clothes. So I stumbled upon this guy and he was wearing Jordans and he had a pair of Jordans for sale. I'm like, how much are those? He's like, 50 bucks. And I'm like, they're from 1994. I'm like, these are worth a lot more money than that. So I bought them. And then I was like, guys, I see you selling some sports stuff. Can I set up with you? And they were like, yeah, why don't you come tomorrow and bring like all your sports gear? So I was like, all right, let me, let me give it a shot. So I... I went there, I set up at like 6 a.m. <laughs> and literally I only sold one item. But okay. the one item that I sold, I don't really remember it was. It might've been like a jacket for like a hundred bucks. But I was so excited that people were looking through my, my merchandise and people were like, wow, that's so cool. I had this as a kid from my childhood, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then they asked me the price. I was like, it's a hundred bucks. They were like, can you do 80? And I was like, what about 90? And they were like, sure. I was like, uh -huh. Whoa, that was kind of cool. And then I was like, this is awesome. Like, I can negotiate and talk about 
you know, vintage sportswear and hang out with these two dudes who I just met yesterday <laughs> and, you know, be, in, be around it. And then yeah. it ended the day and I was like, can I sit up with you guys like forever? And they were like, no. I was like, that sucks. So basically I was like, all right, I need to find my own flea market. So in Hell's Kitchen, where I happened to live actually, there was the Hell's Kitchen flea market and there was no one selling like sports vintage. So I ended up setting up there every Saturday and Sunday from January to May of 2012. And I just fell in love with it. The fact that you you wake up at six in the morning, you drive, you set up, you put out all your merchandise, you put prices on it. People come up, they look at your stuff, they negotiate with you. And then every weekend, it just get better and better. And I'm like, this is it. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I found in Brooklyn, across the street from LIU on DeKalb Avenue, there was a full-time flea market but it was like from Tuesday to Sunday. And they were in these little stores were in these like shipping containers. And they literally like cut them in half and they made them like 80 square foot stores. So I did that from May to October. And then unfortunately they kicked us all out because someone bought the land. And then I was like forced to find something else. But I literally only had $6,000 to my name. My parents were not into it. They really, they're old school. They're 70 years old. They were like, we want you to have a paycheck, benefits, you know, what we're doing is, you know, what we're doing. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to sit at a desk and be, you know, upset going to work. I want to enjoy being where I am. So basically I I was in the East Village because I used to thrift around there. And I stumbled upon this store on East 9th Street for 28 East 9th Street, and I looked in, and literally it was set up for a clothing store. It had the desk, it had racks. I was like, this is it. If I can get this space, this could, this could work. So this lady walks up to me and she goes, are you interested in the space? And I'm like, yeah, like how much is it? Like, I don't have money, you know? And she's like, well, it's like 2,500 bucks a month, and you would sign like a three-year lease. And I'm like, wow. all right, I have six thousand dollars but like you know i could get two months basically and she's like well basically you know what do you do and i was like well i sell like men's vintage sportswear and she was like all right call me tomorrow the store is yours all right so i called her and basically she was like all right we know you have six thousand dollars give us fifty seven hundred dollars sign a three-year lease and the store is yours and i did that and then I brought in like 10 consigners. Uh-huh. And I actually brought in the two dudes yeah. at Brooklyn Fleet because I was like, whatever, they, they helped me out yeah. in the beginning. Maybe they can help me out now, which they did. And then basically all of this history and had that store for five years. And then we just expanded across the street. And it's, I love it every wow. day. I really do. I wake up and I'm like, what are we going to sell today? <laughs> like, and no one was selling like this type of merch right. in New York City, just specific niche, yeah. vintage sports. Definitely there's nowhere else like you on 9th Street, even though there's all these other vintage stores. No, stores, there's definitely like- a lot of vintage stores, but the fact that like we were just doing this 90s vintage like toys and video games and posters and sports stuff, like people were blown away by it. And, you know, we've been on countless, you know, blogs such as... Manhattan Sideways, that spot is amazing. Betsy, amazing. 
Time Out New York, Complex, Hypebeast. We were voted best nostalgic shop, New York Mag, within four months that I was open. And wow. that really, like, kind of set the bar. And the 90s are kind of back now. But I feel like I hit it in 2012. Yeah. When it was, I mean, 90s is, what, 22 years? It's, like, it's old, but it's not. But, like, yeah. now that I'm almost six years into it, I feel like I'm like super established. And people are like, Mr. Throwback, destination. Yeah, like, totally. I'm going there. Right. We have people from France, Sweden, Finland, Dubai, Japan, Australia, Italy. Like it's crazy to see people from other countries that want to come to my school. Yeah. So are you still getting your merchandise from the people who are coming in and bringing stuff as, as like a collective yeah, I mean, or are you getting stuff from eBay still? I mean, I don't like saying eBay, but like I'll go on there. Yeah. Late at night and lowball little kids. Yes, we, st we do it. I don't like telling people that because that's what everybody, where do you get your stuff? And it's the same thing. It's like, <laughs> all right, here's my, my spiel of yeah. where we get things. Right. Cause that's the common question. <laughs> And then I'll say like, oh, there's a little tooth fairy that leaves like vintage clothes under my bed. <laughs> but basically it's like people come in, they sell us stuff, trades, we go out and buy. Or like I'll go to like other states and go to like thrift stores, estate yeah. sales, flea market and stuff like that. Yeah. I do have a consistent person who calls me every single month and says, Mike, I have 500 jerseys. Do you want to buy? And wow. I say yes. And I go to their place. Cannot relieve this information, Connecticut. And then I go there and I go through 500 jerseys and I buy everything. You know where he gets his jerseys? No, I don't really ask. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't not like to he know gives me point. a great deal. So yeah. I just, I mean, yes, ideally I would want to know where he gets it. Yeah. But like I've been there for the last like three years, but I'm also a collector. And that's the problem with this business because I'm obsessed with basketball jerseys. So, Have you always been into basketball? Like, is that, when did yeah, that happen? I, I mean, yeah, I had a basketball hoop in front of my house. I was in like basketball camps and like Long Island basketball <laughs> yeah. leagues. And I socked, I st stood in the corner and shot threes. And then I'd mm -hmm. lace up my Jordans and I just want to be like Mike. And yeah, 90s basketball. Yeah. I love it. Do you have a lot of repeat customers? Like we do. Yeah. We do. Um, That's really nice. I mean, I've been there since day one. Like, I the first two years, I worked by myself every yeah. single day for two years straight. And now I'm still there five days a week. And people like the fact that I'm there. And the people who I've worked with since day one are at the Calp or at the... Like, some guy came in today and was like, I remember when you were at the flea market and you just had one rack. And I'm like, that's amazing that you're still coming to me. Yeah. You know, so I love that, that, you know, people that I've worked with back in 2012 are still coming back. Yeah. And they'll say to my employees, like, is Mike here? And right. then my employees get upset. And I understand that. But if you went to a store and you had a good rapport with one employee, you're going to want to go back to that one guy and keep getting the For same sure. deal. Because I, I hook people up. Like, I give discounts. Yeah. Like, I want you to buy the items in the store. Like, today was museum day. Like, everybody's just, like, looking around and touching, feeling. I'm like, you want to try it on? Do you want to buy? Do you want to... I'll give you a discount. No. And I hate that day. It's frustrating. You know, because when you're there every day and 
you know, your merchandise is there and you believe in your product and then people look at it and then maybe they don't like the price, it hurts, you know? It's like, why is this 200 bucks? I'm like, well, I spent $100 on it. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to double my money. Plus, Mm -hmm. we're in New York City, the most expensive city in the world. I'm sorry. Four toilet paper rolls are $7 at the market across the street. Like, a lot of people think everything because it's, like, named a thrift store that it's, like, donated items. It's not. I buy, you know, I'll buy in bulk, yes, but some items I buy off of the random dude who walked in. And if I'm selling it for 150 bucks, I spend 75 on it. Right, like totally. that's the deal. Right, and you said you travel for it sometimes too, yeah, and like, like that costs people, money. Yeah, people yeah. like some people appreciate it, and some people are just like, "Why is this so expensive?" Yeah. And yeah. you know, it's hard to say to someone like, "I paid X price for it, yeah. and now I have to sell it for double the money." Yeah, but like, I mean, if you go to Prada. Those dudes are paying, I don't know, eight bucks for the bag and selling for a thousand. Did they, the customers walk in and say, why is it so expensive? No, because it's just premium shit. But mm-hmm. what's good about me is I've come from the flea market background and I love negotiation because I know what I spent on it. Even if I make 10 bucks, I enjoy the fact that this person bought the item and is walking out with it because I'll get something else. And I really enjoy, like, people buying things. Because yeah. it's a store, not a museum. So knowing that you have a website and then also the store, is, is there a difference in the clients that you get on the website versus the store? Is the store making more money than the website or vice versa? How are you balancing things out? I mean, I don't really know how much I'm balancing. But the online customer is a very hard customer to please. One, a lot of the products, and we have a lot of issues with, is if we post it on the website and it sells and we forget to take it off the website, it sells. It always does. And then I have to say to the customer, I'm sorry, we don't have it anymore. So what I do to keep that customer, I say, okay, I can either refund your money, which is easy, or you spent $75, I will give you $100 store credit Mm -hmm. because I messed up. So we have your money already. So the difference between that $75 and that $100, maybe I'll only make 25 versus 50, Mm -hmm. but I'll keep that customer and they'll come back again because I figured out a problem and made it into a good thing. The website is great and it's been major to my business. The move from the other store has been phenomenal. What happened was, I had a storage room on 10th and D. So that was four avenues away. If you're coming in my store and was like, I want a Jets jacket and it's summer, I either have to say, no, we don't have it, or can you wait an hour? Let me run to my storage, which I've done before. And now I literally have everything on my website and I could say, take a look. This is what I have, kind of like my menu. I'll run downstairs now. And I could sell it to you. And I'm selling more merch because I have everything in one location. Because the people from Australia who are coming in the summer, it's winter there. So they're buying jackets. Right. So it's wonderful. So for the record, um, Mike started on East 9th Street, right? Well, I'm still on East 9th Street. Oh, you're still on East 9th. So I was on 428 East 9th Street. And and I moved across to 437 East 9th Street. Same street. Best street. I love it because literally Tompkins Square Park is right there. So people walk through the park, and then there's a bus lane, and there's so much food, and 
we're, we've been there six years. So I didn't want to like reestablish myself if I went to Soho. Then it's, where's Mr. Throwback? I, he's not here. What the hell? I don't want to walk there. So now it's like, we're across the street. I didn't have to like reestablish myself. Yeah. And then there's an annual like block party that's phenomenal. Yeah. And I didn't want to leave that because yeah. it's a great day. And people yeah. come just for that day. They buy 10 items instead of one. So, Are you close with the other business owners online? I am. Yeah. I am very close. Yeah. I'm, I'm very vocal. I like, I like to get into other people's business. I'm <laughs> like, like the pizza place is opening up. I'm like, let's do a collab. I'm like, I need my own pizza. <laughs> I need a Mr. Yeah. Throwback slice. She's like, all right. Because, like, why wouldn't she want to do that? Right. One, I have almost 100,000 followers, been on the block for six years. Yeah. I'll help her business What grow. would you put on your piece of pizza? One, the bread would be a, a pretzel, possibly mac and cheese on top. Whoa. And then I don't need anything. That's, 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 that's all I need, and really. Cheese. Maybe some avocado on there and stuff like that. That's my just for my, the to be trendy. Yeah, that's my avocado, uh, yeah. that's my vegetable. Yeah, yeah, nice. But yeah, I we had a nugget. I had a chicken nugget. My friend, <laughs> this guy owns at the nugget spot. So I'm like, yo, let's do a collab. He's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, pretzel nugget because I love pretzel. I'm like, can you like wrap the nugget in pretzel? He's like, all right, I'll figure it out. So we did a night. We did. We had a Mr. Throwback pretzel nugget night. Wow. And we did a collab on Mountain Chicken Nugget. You're making it big. Making, making it big. <laughs> McDonald's, hit me up. <laughs> Do you think that you're making a difference for the other businesses on Ninth Street since people are coming to you, finding you in, you know, guidebooks or, or wherever? and then, you know, finding the other places after coming. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, a new store across the street, and they just moved from, like, B to here, and I feel like my business will help his business because it's the same demographic. You know, it's like, oh, let's go to Mr. Throwback. Now we can go to Reason. Now we can go to Sneak Easy, and then we can go to Superiority Burger or something like that. Like, I mean, me, I... When people walk into my store and then they'll say, like, oh, after we buy something, like, is there any other stores can we go to? I don't like saying it because, like, one, if they didn't spend money in my store, why am I going to send you to another store? I hate that. I don't like competition. I really don't. I really don't like it. And that's why, actually, the East Village, for me, was, like, a really good area because there was no men's vintage clothing stores. And there was not a lot of, like, streetwear brands. It was just reason across the, like... On the time, they, like, kind of just opened also. But we weren't, like, in competition with each other. So now if you go to, like, Soho and LES, there's a million men's streetwear stores. And I would, I just didn't want to be, like, let's hop here, let's hop there, let's hop there. And then, like, there would be a lot of competition. Over here where I am, there's nothing. So it's, like, let's go to Mr. Throwback, and then we'd have to go somewhere else. I mean, then again, like... The barber shop has been there for 30 years on the block. And now there's another barber shop two doors down. And they're like, you know, they're more expensive, but neighborhoods, very old school. Like, for me, like, I can get my hair cut anywhere, right? But, like, I'll support them because they're, one, they're next door to me. And, like, they'll shave my back hair. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I think anything on the block, to be honest. It is a great block. But I think, yeah, if people come to me, they'll go to other businesses. But I also do believe that if other people go to, say, another store, they see my window and they're like, whoa, what is this? Like, this is epic. And then they just come in because it's just like so cool looking, you know? Like, you put a good front window in. Like, we have like... Ninja Turtles and Urkel and He-Man and Space Jam and, you know, like, just childhood, like, toys. And everyone relates to it. So they're, like, they peek in and they just have to come in. Honestly, just the regular kid who, like, like, tonight, like, these dudes came in. They're, like, we're going to Giants game. They want, they were just, like, I need something crazy. And they're, like, I'm, like, this, that. And they just spent money. And I'm, like, take a picture. Tag me. I'll shout you out. Like, I just love that you know just a regular dude who just appreciates this stuff and you know i'm gonna tell my friends you know i just it's just word of mouth like if you have i say i say this a lot and i say if you have a good experience in a store you're gonna tell all your friends if you have a bad experience you're gonna tell all your friends i would rather have them have a good experience in my store because they will tell their friends. The customer service is major, major. Like if someone's coming in, please put down your bags. Let me hold, let me hold your umbrella. Oh, you're shopping? Cool. You, you pulling stuff off, let me take it. And like, I do that. And I, I feel like people are like, wow, like he's really taking care of us. And I would want that for myself in someone else's store. I'm just a considerate person, I mean, I just want people to have the best experience and tell their friends. And they and if they come back, wonderful. That's really it. Yeah, please come to our store, uh, 437 East 9th Street between 1st and Avenue A. And please follow us on Instagram, Mr. Throwback NYC. And our website is mrthrowback.com. All right. Thanks again, Mike. No problem. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Ellie Cody, and this has been Manhattan Sideways. If you'd like to learn more about this particular business or to discover and read about thousands of other fascinating small businesses on the side streets of Manhattan, please visit our website, sideways.nyc, and of course, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, at NYSideways. <laughs>